Hi, and welcome to episode 17 of Your Parenting Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Bamford. And old Captain Cargo Shorts is one week post-op after having a, a crazy back surgery. I've had a lot of rest. By that I mean just taking you know, medicated naps. You know, I'm trying to take it easy, no bending, no lifting, all that. Got to spend the night in the hospital. Thankfully, they didn't keep me more than the one day. Um, but everybody was great there. And now I just have that you know, terrifying week after while the wound heals and you're so afraid it's going to get infected from every little thing. So maybe I'm overusing the uh, antimicrobial soap. And it turns out to, once the doctor had opened me up, he said that my back was way worse than what the MRI showed, and they should have just gone straight to a fusion. But, you know, I was already there, you know, on the table. It's not like they can, you know, just switch up the procedure. So I was staring at Isaiah on the baby monitor. So all the kids are supposed to be sleeping, but there's always one, one straggler. Usually it's the youngest. All of my children have been pretty rough sleepers their first year, even though maybe the first couple of years. Because Isaiah is still in a crib, and eventually we can take the front of that off and use it as like a, like a toddler bed. And I can only imagine how much he'll be awake when he's able to get out of the bed on his own. All those middle of the night trips. But usually I have the, uh, the night duty. Um, just because Cynthia does so much with them during the day. But you know, this past week she kind of had to take over that too just because it's so hard for me to bend over in the crib to get him out. You know, thankfully, my job isn't very physically strenuous. Because every now and then, just like the smallest movements will kind of send lightning up my spine there. And that's what happens when you, you know, get way too fat, way too young. So I'm closer to 40 than 20. And I think every time I say that, I get another gray hair. On uh, Facebook, somebody mentioned that, uh, you know, I put a picture of um, a wall decoration that uh, Cynthia had done that we completely ripped off a friend of mine. But I mean, it looked nice. You know, we're proud of it. Uh, she had these, uh, these portraits ordered where it almost looks like a painting, but it has like pictures that we already had of the kids. I don't know how to explain it. But, you know, somebody uh, responded, you know, hey, Jeremy, how'd you get so lucky? And I, of course, you know, I responded with a joke because that's how I handle most of the universe. And I just said, well, you know, I've had so much bad luck over the years. I was just due for some good luck. 
that was just my you know my quick draw response usually is humor with everything I mean I thought about it and it's like you know yeah I've definitely had some bad luck but I'll say 50-50 it's bad luck you know versus bad decisions you know I mean hell I wish that I knew how to say you know, not ruin my credit, you know, at 19. I have a brother-in-law that's got, uh, you know, better credit than I've ever had. That, uh, you know, he's in the early 20s, you know, and he, you know, as soon as he was old enough to understand credit, he's, I don't know, I guess he's learned about it way more than, you know, way more than I did at that age. Sorry, my voice cracked and I started choking. But uh, yeah, I wish I knew how to how to do that, or at least had the the wherewithal, I guess, to learn about it. You know, it's not anyone else's responsibility to you know force feed me information as an adult. They just don't teach you that shit in high school. Or I think they should, at least in my high school. You know, I think they should have taught you. You know, the basics of buying a house, you know, how to do your taxes, how to maintain decent credit, you know, shit like that, instead of, you know, the mitochondria as the powerhouse of the cell, and all that algebra that I don't use every day, Miss Colvin. I should get her email and send it to her. Look at that, every day, another day without algebra. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if I had known... You know, all the, the hoops you had to jump through from buying a house. I mean, I probably still would have done it, but maybe it would have been a little easier had I not fucked up my credit so so young. And now just the other day, me and Cynthia sat down with this, this literal foot-tall pile of paperwork. You know, all the stuff we got from the house that went, you know, went through it sheet by sheet. You know, to see what it was we needed to keep, what we needed to throw away. And you know, we have to... You know, register our appliances with frigid air. And I mean, it seems like something trivial and annoying, but it's like, if that's what's going to get us a longer warranty for free, <laughs> just to, you know, spend a half hour and fill out some paperwork, I think I can probably handle that. It's just, you know, time consuming. Because no one wants to do that shit. Hopefully, the, the dishwasher in the background is not too loud. Because I haven't figured out how to edit these things yet to clean up background noise and what have you. Man, I made a great meal tonight. I used to, uh, to love, I mean, I guess I still love cooking, but I used to do it a lot more when I had a shift that, that you know, had me home a little earlier. Yeah, but now Cynthia does, you know, pretty much all the cooking. Which is fine. I mean, she's a she's a great cook. You know, it was nice to you know put together a meal for my family. Because you know, my dad was a chef, and I had that secret love of cooking, but only for pretty much my family, maybe friends. But you know, the just like this podcast, like the the very second it starts to feel like work, I ain't doing it no more. You know, I like, you know, cooking is fun. I like experimenting with recipes, you know, cooking for my family and friends. But it's like, I don't want to do that shit in a restaurant. You know, I used to uh, work as a server. 
in a uh, restaurant briefly, which is a miserable job by itself. But seeing just the, uh, you know, the cooks. And granted, it wasn't like a five-star thing, so the chefs didn't wear those fancy hats. You know, the chef hat with all the folds in it. And I heard once that each fold in the hat is supposed to represent the number of ways you can prepare an egg. <clears throat> Not sure if it's true, but interesting bit of kitchen trivia. But just yeah, the the restaurant I worked at, I mean, the cooks, if they had ever enjoyed their job, you can tell that had been bled dry out of them. Yeah, at that point, they were just there for a paycheck. And because, you know, the better restaurants they applied to weren't hiring. It was nice, you know, put together. You know, I had some, some chicken breasts. You know, I made uh, some breading myself. It had been a while, so I did watch a YouTube video. I'm not going to claim 100% credit. Because I always forget the flour. You know, I go with the breadcrumbs. I put the seasonings in the breadcrumbs. Usually I'll make the egg tempura. You know, but I forgot you always got to coat it in flour first. Helps it, you know, stick a little better to it. I did that, you know, cut up some potatoes, put a little rosemary, a little olive oil, put those in the oven. It was good. You know, my kids, which are usually pretty picky, um, they all seem to to like it. So yeah, soon I'll be on the computer registering appliances, which means I got to crawl around on them and find out where the fucking model number is. But hey, if it's going to save me some... You know, if, like, if I inevitably break something or something breaks down, you know, it'll be a nice, uh, you know, little respite knowing that you will still be under warranty. There's another thing I never worried about in my 20s is anything having a warranty. You know, and it's like, and I probably could have saved myself, you know, thousands of dollars, you know, leaving the store with a new laptop and it's like, oh, you know, 20 bucks gives you a five-year warranty. It's like, ah, don't talk to me of that shit. And then, you know, out the door. Back in the day, we used to be able to just buy stuff and leave. You know, now it's like you gotta have, you know, your store card and three forms of ID and your fucking passport and need your phone number and your email. Now it's like, I don't give them that shit. It's just, you know, and certain stores are worse about it than others. You know, it's like, especially if I'm paying cash, you know, sometimes even more complicated with a card. Like, oh, do you have your store card? It's like, no, do you want to sign up for one? No, I don't. And then they get offended. You don't like savings? It's like, no, I don't. I'd rather pay the extra $3 on this product just so I can shorten this interaction so I can get the fuck out of here. You know, and they ask, you know, for my e. Oh, we got to have your email. Yeah, it's like, I'm not giving you my email. Well, it won't let me, you know, keep going. You got to give me the email. And I say, listen, my email is, this is not my email at noname.com. Feel free to use that. That's what I give them every time, just get out of that stupid screen. Usually if they ask a phone number, I don't give them that either. You know, it's like, if there's a real benefit of having a store savings card, you know, I'll do it. But those are pretty few and far between. And those are places like Bells, you know, it's like almost every time, you know, we use the, uh, you know, the Bells card. You know, they give us a, a coupon, you know, if like, for, you know, 5% off or $5 off the next transaction, whatever it is. So it's like every time we go there, we get something back. And some of these places just sell your data like Facebook. 
So, you know, it's nice to just, you know, give somebody the money and then just leave without having all that extra bullshit. Oh, Isaiah's starting to wake up a little bit. I guess I was ranting too loud. That's it. So we'll be having a uh, another week off of work. I was gonna try to go back after this one week, but you know I can still you know barely tie my fucking shoes. So the rest will help. Plus, you know, there's uh, some family flying in from out of the country uh, tomorrow. So. I'll have me visiting with them this weekend, and I'll probably have you know everybody over for a fancy dinner party. Though that will probably have catered. Not that we're all highfalutin, it's just you know we're not going to have a big giant sit down dinner. I'd rather just you know have Publix you know, send over some you know shrimp platters and sandwich rolls and or the sandwich rings. Yeah, like a big bin of like. The chicken wings that they got there. Then another smaller secret bin of chicken wings that I'll hide for myself because I'm a big fat fatty. Oh yeah, and now and because we're in a new neighborhood, it seems like at least once a week, if not more, somebody's coming by. You know, ringing the doorbell. They're trying to sell you this. It's got we're from Terminex. We're from this and. You know, security system, and it's like water filtration. We got to test the water. And it's like every week somebody's coming by, you know, selling stuff. And most of the time we don't even let them in. You know, sometimes like we'll, we'll listen to the pitch. And then uh, usually, you know, I hold out for, you know, I call the final pitch. Because I've been in sales before. And it's like you have that last deal. That, like, if you know the person's going to say no, you can offer them that deal. And it's like, I'll hold out and hold out because I know that I'm willing to walk away with nothing. You know, it's like buying a car. You know, I can go in and fall in love with a car, but it's like, if I'm going in to buy a new car, I'm prepared to leave every dealership with nothing. You know, now they'll fight for me a little more now that my credit's better. Before, they would just, you know, hold the door open for me as I fucking left. Then... But now it's like, and we had somebody that we were listening to their pitch. And uh, they commented, you know, because we have our three boys running around. And like, oh, your house is so clean for three boys. You know, I wanted to be like, you know, motherfuckers, like, we're not slobs. You know, it's like, notice we didn't know you were coming. It's not like we churched the place up for visitors. It's like, we try to keep a clean house. Precisely because we have three boys. And, and Isaiah's in a stage where he, you know, throws half of the food that he eats. So when you think, you know, I'm giving him a double portion, you know, that's because he's going to throw half of it. But it's like, you know, but yeah, there's going to be, you know, days here and there where the house is going to be a mess from the kids and whatever else is going on. But at the same time, it's like usually we just try to tidy up little bits at a time, which keeps the house you know, pretty clean. You know, it's like if you pick up little things here and there, 
every day. It only takes a couple of seconds. You know, I notice there's, you know, something spilled on the counter. It takes, you know, 15 seconds to wipe it down. You know, you do like little things like that. Pick up one random toy that they're not playing with right now. Or I'll make them do it. I'm usually getting better about getting them to do it. And they're getting better about cleaning up their messes. Granted, you know, it's still three boys. So, you know, we're going to have messes. But, you know, when I tell them, I was like, I don't care if you dump a big pile of toys on the floor. I was like, if you're sitting there playing with it, fine. Have fun. And it was like, but when you leave that pile and go try to do something else, it's like, no. You know, I can only step on so many, you know, plastic dinosaurs and fucking PJ Masks toys. But thankfully, they were getting, getting way better about, you know, cleaning up once I can get their attention. It's like they get in that zone where they're playing with something. It's like you got to get in their face and get their attention about it. But it's like I was almost offended when they were like so surprised that our house was clean. It's like, what kind of place is it? It's like, what does your house look like? What does that say about you? You, know, you mentioned that you only had one kid. You know, it's like I'm not saying our house is spotless and it's probably never going to be spotless. Because I'm not going to be dusting half of the things. But at the same time, it's like, you know... I've always prided myself on a clean place where I live, you know, maybe not as a kid, because I'm sure my mother's, you know, spinning in her chair right now listening to this, remembering how my room looked as a teenager. But, you know, as an adult, yeah, that was one of the things that Cynthia liked about me when we first started dating. You know, the apartment I lived in was always, you know, neat and tidy. You know, like I said, I wasn't going to be, you know, dusting shelves and and all that, but, you know, I didn't have any kind of food clutter, which is gross. You know, there wasn't, like, you know, empty plates under the bed and, you know, shit like that. Reason I kept a clean place. Now, my car, on the other hand, Jesus, I, can, I can't, I can't keep a car clean. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with me. I have no idea. So it was like, it had to be a special occasion. You know, like me and the, probably the first two, three months, me and Cynthia were dating. You know, I had to do my best to keep my car clean. Otherwise, it was always just empty cigarette packs, you know, monster cans, you know, just random garbage all over the place. And it's like, I don't know, I just couldn't keep it clean. And I still can't. I mean, now, you know, I don't smoke anymore and I, you know, cutting out the energy drinks. But there's still just garbage, just receipts and, you know, a plastic bag of something. You know, it's like, you know, just random, you know, clutter all over the place. And it's, I know it would drive Cynthia crazy. She always keeps the, uh, the minivan, you know, pretty clean. I don't know. That's how I was like, listen, it just, it adds charm to my character. The character flaw. It's weird sitting here in the house now with it being so quiet. It's like the kids are in bed. And Cynthia went to the store. It's like kind of like the quiet, semi-quiet hum of the dishwasher. You know, it's like this is like okay, everything's good. You know, place is kind of clean. You know, it's nice. It's a nice feeling, especially in this house that we love, and this neighborhood that we love. You know, it's like we found somebody to do uh, take some pictures for us, like professional pictures. You know, stupid cheap. You know, somebody, you know, who lives in our community, 
you know, there's a, a community Facebook group that you have to be approved to even be a part of. You know, and like you can see all kinds of stuff. It's like, you know, some ladies like, oh, my teenage sons will mow your lawn. So the other guy's like, I'll paint your garage. You know, with this lady, was, you know, does, you know, professional pictures. And on the side, she'll give discounts to the community members. So it's nice to be part of a community like that where people, you know, will help each other out. You know, you know, I've seen posts on there where it's like, oh, does anybody do Uber or Lyft? You know, I need a ride, you know, on this day. That way you can guarantee to get the money or the work. And it's nice. You know, if there's, you know, the, my, half my neighborhood is still under construction. I mean, we're still technically in phase one. So there's a lot of construction vehicles here or there. Sometimes they block some of the roads. You'll see little notices there saying, oh, this... You know, this road is blocked, you know, going in this direction. Take this, you know, other roundabout to get where you're going. You know, it is a, it is a good feeling to not necessarily trust your neighbors because everybody's, you know, has a certain kind of crazy. But it's just knowing that, like, people are kind of looking out for each other a little bit. You know, and they, you see a lot of suspicious vehicle posts, and I think a lot of that is people that are looking to buy houses. Because <laughs> you see a lot of these cars, you know, crammed with families. Just kind of looking at the constructions, or they've already bought the house, and they're just coming to check out, you know, the the construction progress. Because I know that you know me and Cynthia were one of those people. You know, on the weekends, go down there and check out the uh, the house. You know, it's like one weekend, it's like, oh look, they put the roof on. It's like, oh now they painted it. It's, and you know, it's nice to see little by little, you know, everything come together. And it's a uh, you know, we do have different priorities, the wife and I. I mean, she's, you know, more focused on, you know, the decorations and making it look nice. Because we also had, you know, so many decorations and storage that we were saving, you know, for this house, you know, whenever we got it. You know, it's just nice to see it, you know, looking, looking nice. You know, my priority was cleaning out the fucking garage. So I just don't want to be... One of those families that has like boxes unpacked, you know, for 10 years sitting in there. But, you know, and I mentioned that to somebody and they're like, yeah, I've been in my house 10 years and there's still boxes in the garage that I haven't gotten to. And it's like, I don't know. Because some of that shit was in storage for so long. You know, Cynthia said it's like shopping for your own shit. It's like you forget what's in there half the time you open a box. It's like, oh, a waffle maker. I forgot we had one of these. You know, I love a fucking waffle. Yeah, that'd be great on one of these uh, cold mornings. Now that Florida's actually uh, participating in winter a little bit. Now, don't get me wrong. You know, Florida can get cold. Usually it's, you know, for about a week. Then, you know, it'll be chilly for a little bit. Yeah, then it just goes back to being, you know, balls stick to your leg hot in the rest of the year. And I hear, you know, my cousins and whatever, family and, you know, social media friends you're talking about the, how it's, you know, it feels like 50 below, you know, up where they're at. And it's like, I can't even imagine that kind of cold. Just like the people that live, you know, in Detroit probably can't imagine the kind of heat that Florida gets in the summer. You know, where you can, like... I've, I've had it be so hot where it's melted the 
glue that holds my rearview mirror up in the car. And I just see it dangling by the little fucking wire. You know, where it's like it'll melt your, you know, flip-flops even leave them sitting out in the sun. I guess that's, you know, first world problems maybe. That's it. I do feel bad for the people that are, you know, stuck in that freezing-ass weather. Because I know I couldn't handle it. I know that's... Uh, I like having the Four Seasons. You know, when we lived in North Carolina for you know, a couple of years, that was that was nice. Um, you know, it was nice to have the Four Seasons. But even the snow... I mean, just trying to drive in snow was, was fucking terrifying. Especially when you're not equipped for it. You don't have snow chains. You're waiting any second to hit the brakes and just go skidding into the back of somebody. I mean, we were in an area... It was kind of in a valley and didn't get a whole lot of snow. But yeah, I can't imagine. Yeah, so I, I feel for those people. And I've seen the ironic Facebook post where it's like, you know, I mark myself safe from Florida's winter. Which is kind of fucking funny. But I mean, today, it's like, you know, today was pretty cold. You know, it was nice to... Not necessarily maybe a playground day, but you know, it was nice to be outside for a little bit. You know, let the kids run around some. Except for poor Logan and his fucking asthma. This poor kid. You know, and it's like, thankfully it's not one of those asthmas that's like triggered by everything. You know, I've seen some of those kids where it's like, you know, anything outside, pollen or ragweed or whatever, or if it's like, if it's too hot or if it's too cold. I mean, Logan is mostly just the temperature. You know, if he if he gets too hot, you know, if he's running around playing, he'll, you know, start to start to wheeze. Then if it gets too cold, you know, kind of the same thing. Or if he gets any kind of respiratory, you know, virus or anything, it's the first thing that happens. It triggers his asthma, and it's like, you know, I try to be, you know, I try not to be a helicopter parent, but it's like he's already been hospitalized twice, you know, for the asthma, you know, both times requiring a hospital admission. I'd say we do try to you know, keep an eye on the poor kid, especially because he's just so he's just so hyper. He gets so much energy. Yeah, and he's like, and all my kids, they love to be outside. You know, love going to the. Thankfully, in this neighborhood, there's a lot of parks, you know, playgrounds. As you can tell, I'm fucking rambling at this point because I'm still exhausted and my back is killing me. But I did feel bad because I know my podcast is. What, three days late? Four days late? I don't even know what day it is right now. The Wednesday, four days late. And uh, the next one may be late too. I have no idea. Especially with, you know, family in town. I will do my best to push the next one on Sunday. Because I'm not going to promise anything. We'll see how that works out last week. Thank all of you for listening. All three or four of you. weekend comes because today is I don't know Wednesday sure anyway that's the podcast and I'll talk to you again